Hi, so me and Samet here and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2022 Italian Grand Prix. And once again, Monza produced a very exciting race. So going into this weekend, there were obviously a lot of things high on the list for Red Bull. Would be One thing would be trying to secure as many more points as they can towards the Constructors and Drivers' Championship. Obviously, Verstappen coming off a very good win in the Netherlands last time out. So he said, though, his he doesn't really need to win anymore, but it's nice to. He just is, his focus is to get as many points as he can, though. Yeah, and obviously Monza has high expectations after the brilliant race it produced last year after Daniel Ricciardo won the Italian Grand Prix for McLaren last year. So we were hoping that maybe McLaren could bounce back here in Monza this weekend or maybe Ferrari could once again taste home glory. So going into FP1 now, Ferrari looked really quick at home. Maybe it was the luck of their Tifosi cheering them on or it could be their um paint new paintwork they had now a great splash of yellow on their cars with their drivers also sporting yellow overalls and helmets to celebrate 75 years of ferrari's car companies and also it was monza's 100th year celebration since that famous circuit opened in 1922 so Ferrari were looking quick at home, but Sainz still um, made some mistakes. He went um, off at the Ascari chicane with a lot of oversteer. And someone else that did that too was Nick de Vries, who was stepping in for um, Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin. Vettel's, this would be Vettel's last race in Italy and also his last F1 race in Europe for that matter. And um, De Vries was trying to get um, good running in the Aston Martin. Also, another person subbing in was Antonio Giovinazzi. So we saw Giovinazzi back in an F1 seat for the first time since last year. And he subbed in for Mick Schumacher at Haas. So Giovinazzi got to um, have some running in front of his Italian fans, his home crowd. But as we saw in Monza before, there was a lot of traffic in the way. And we saw George Russell... And Max Verstappen complaining of traffic. Um, we saw Norris get in the way of Verstappen going into the um parabolica, and we saw Russell um not just complaining about traffic, but he also complained about not having any brakes going into turn one. But nevertheless, Mercedes looked very quick with P three and P four at the end. But just like Belgium, there would be a lot of penalties this weekend and the driver list included Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez, Ocon, Schumacher, Bottas, Magnussen, Sainz and Sonoda all taking engine penalties. So the grid would be really mixed up by um the start of the Grand Prix on Sunday. And we saw um not just uh Russell also getting complaining of no brakes, we saw Gasly's brakes smoking up into turn one, the Frenchman complaining about um smoking brakes and absolutely nowhere to stop his car into turn one. But in the end it was Leclerc P one and Sainz P two. So Ferrari won two in um FP one in Monza. Then came George Russell P three and Hamilton P four. So Mercedes looking quick as Verstappen came P five. Then came Alcon sixth, Alonso seventh, good showing from Alpine so far. Then Sonora eighth, Bottas ninth and Daniel Ricardo in tenth. Yeah, so now moving on to FP2 then, once again Ferrari looked really quick, but this time it was the Spaniard, Carlos Sainz, who took top honours with P1 with a time of a 1 minute 21.6, uh, one tenth ahead of Max Verstappen, who was in P2. 
So both Ferraris, though, were seeming to struggle to making the chicanes throughout the lap with Sainz struggling to make turn one and Leclerc struggling to take the Ascari chicane properly. But they were still showing really quick when they got it all hooked up together. And also Leclerc nearly ran into the back of Sebastian Vettel's Aston Martin and at turn one and he had to take avoiding action on the escape road down there. Also, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez were both locking up really heavily going into Turn 1. So, Turn 1 seeming to catch out a lot of drivers. And it would be interesting to see how that played out in qualifying and even the race. And so, throughout FP2 as well, Mercedes seemed to be struggling a lot more this session. Both drivers were complaining about the balance. Both Lewis Hamilton and George Russell complaining that the car just wasn't didn't feel right to them. And it was just all over the place. And also, because um it was free practice, the teams uh, experimented with the slipstream. Of course, Monza is famous for giving the toe due to the long straights around this track. So the teams were experimenting with it. And teams like Haas and other people were experimenting with one car going in front of the other car and practicing it for qualifying to make sure that their driver could they could get their drivers as high up the grid as possible. But later on in the session, we saw Mick Schumacher forced to retire after an engine issue, and that brought out the red flag temporarily. And and towards the very, very end of the session, we saw Bottas run wide a few times. But other than that, the Flying Finn had a pretty um okay session so far. So at the end of FP2, it was Carlos Sainz in P1, ahead of Max Verstappen in P2, then Leclerc in P3, and then Lando Norris looking really good for McLaren after not performing well in FP1 with only 16th. He bounced back to P4, ahead of George Russell who was struggling in 5th, then Perez who only managed 6th, then Hamilton in 7th, Ocon 8th, Alonso 9th, and Alex Albon in 10th. So going into FP3 now, there was obviously a now um driver's last chance um before qualifying. But one driver who would have it all to play for would be Nick De Vries again. So earlier that morning, we found out Alex Albon had appendicitis. So he was out for the rest of the weekend. And Williams decided to fill that seat with Nick De Vries. So he would be driving for two teams on the same weekend. So that would be something we haven't seen in a while. So De Vries subbed in for Alex Albon and he had to get used to um that Williams car. He um went wide with oversteer at the first Lesmo into the gravel. So he was still getting used to that car. But nevertheless, Verstappen was the quickest and he looked quicker than Ferrari. He was three tenths out of Charles Leclerc. And Leclerc, though, had a mistake while trying to gain more pace. He locked up at the Delarogia chicane and just trying to match Verstappen's pace. The another driver that looked quick was Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. He was P5 and he looked to be pretty good in his Alpine. His Alpine looking pretty handy for him. But we saw once again more traffic. Bottas and Verstappen picking up traffic in multiple places. Bottas through the Carva Grande and then at... um at the at turn one so it was just shows monza um again has so much traffic but in the end it was verstappen p1 leclerc p2 the top two in the championship and then came paris third and signs fourth so red bull ferrari red bull ferrari made the battle for pole and the win look pretty interesting then came fernando alonso p5 in the um 
Alpine, so he was looking pretty good. Then came Lando Norris, sixth is McLaren. Another good showing from him, as McLaren looked like they can be strong. Then George Russell, seventh, and Yuki Sonoda, eighth. Um, Esteban Ocon, ninth, and Lewis Hamilton rounding off the top ten. So it looked like Mercedes could be struggling with both their cars. So going into Q1 now, it would be really interesting after this whole qualifying session to figure out exactly what the order was. But at the Q1 action, we saw drivers trying to get through as quickly as they could from the bottom teams. And it looked like for one second Vettel was through, but then Gasly knocked him out. Aston Martin got both their cars knocked out in Q1. So it was really disappointing for them, especially Vettel. It would be his last race in Italy, and that was disappointing for him. The one driver we saw go through, Nick de Vries. On his debut, he made it to Q2, and that was really nice. And Latifi didn't make it through, so De Vries already out-qualifying Latifi, showing that he's really good in his Williams, maybe trying to prove a point that he wants that F1 seat next year. Possibly, there could be a seat at Williams Open next year. We saw both the McLarens get through too after earlier signs in the weekend they could be struggling. They um fought back through the practice sessions and both of them getting through Q one it um although it didn't look like they would get through to Q two. But another team that was disappointing besides Aston Martin was Haas. Both of them knocked out in Q one and it was thoroughly disappointing for them with their Ferrari power units. But in the end, it was Mick Schumacher 20th, Magnussen 19th, then came Stroll 18th, Vettel 17th, and Latifi 16th. But these would be provisional as there would be many penalties to come. So going into Q2 now, we saw De Vries trying to um, make it through and he was pushing really hard. But unfortunately, he pushed too hard at his last run that he made a mistake at the Della Roggia chicane. Just locked the rear axles and that was it for him. He couldn't get through, which was disappointing for him. Um, another team that couldn't get through was Alfa Romeo. Both of them looked pretty quick at the earlier beginning of the session, but he just they just couldn't find the pace, and they were out unfortunately. But um, we saw McLaren get through too, which was um really nice for them considering they um they didn't look like they could get through after Q one, but they met their goal of getting through into Q three. But um, we saw Alpine mixed fortunes for them as we saw Alonso get through, but then we saw Ocon wasn't able to, so it was disappointing for him. So the um results were after Q2, not before penalties, were Sonoda 15th, Joe 14th, De Vries 13th, Bottas 12th, and Ocon 11th in the Alpine. <clears throat> now going on to Q3, we saw um it was a good, it looked like it would be a battle for pole between Ferrari and Red Bull, but initially it looked like Sainz was quicker than Leclerc in the first runs. Sainz had um, um, provisional pole coming his way. It looked like with Leclerc just behind him, and initially it looked like Red Bull would be much slower than Ferrari, with McLaren and Mercedes seeming pretty even with each other. <clears throat> However, on the last runs, we saw Leclerc find so much pace everywhere. And he was able to stick it onto a pole from him um, ahead of Max Verstappen, who wasn't able to match him. So I bet that was pretty worrying for Red Bull. It looked like Ferrari would be much quicker than them. But um, 
Um, Leclerc became the first Ferrari driver since Michael Schumacher in 2004 to take eight poles in a single season. Pole would be coming his way. The one team that looked pretty good with both their drivers um, were Mercedes and McLaren. McLaren looked pretty even with both their drivers, which was something we wanted to see as they qualified 7th and 8th. But in the end of Q3, it was Leclerc P1, then Verstappen P2, then came Sainz P3, Perez 4th, then Hamilton 5th, Russell 6th, then the two McLarens, North 7th, Ricardo 8th, then Gasly 9th, who wasn't happy with Q3, and then Alonso 10th, who couldn't get a lap in, in Q3 at the end. <clears throat> but there would be a lot of stuff to calculate after all these penalties were applied and finally later way after qualifying we got released the starting grid and so it would be Leclerc on pole with Russell second then came Norris third and Ricardo fourth so both McLarens promoted to the second row of the grid then came Gasly fifth Alonso sixth then Verstappen would be who taking a penalty to seventh and next to him would be De Vries. So who would have thought that if you had told Nick DeFries um, earlier this weekend that he would be starting alongside the world champion, the reigning world champion on the grid, I bet he wouldn't have believed what you were saying. Then came Joe um, 9th, then Latifi 10th, then in P11 was Vettel with Stroll 12th, then came all the penalties. So it would be Perez 13th, Ocon 14th, then Bottas 15th, then the Hasses, Magnussen 16th, Schumacher 17th, then came Sainz 18th, Hamilton 19th, and Yuki Sonoda 20th. And Sonoda got his um penalties from not just engine components, but he also got five reprimands this season. And then he also ignored yellow flags in FP2. So he got like penalties that weren't necessarily engine penalties, but more like actual conduct penalties. Yeah, so now moving on to the main Grand Prix and every the race that everyone was looking forward to. Would we get another magical Monza race and would we get a fifth different winner in five years? So we were going to find out. So at lights out, we saw a good start from Charles Leclerc and George Russell. It looked like Russell initially got the better start, but in that second phase, Leclerc just got better drive and moved across to cover off the Mercedes. So it was Leclerc from Russell, and it was a bad start though from Lando Norris in the back. He lost a lot of positions to the cars around him. But into turn one, we saw Russell trying to go around the outside of Charles Leclerc, but it didn't work for him, so he had to cut the chicane there as well as uh, some other cars in the back such as Joe Guan Yu, Kevin Magnussen and Lewis Hamilton especially so Hamilton trying to make up ground early in the race it didn't work out for him but through the cover grande it was Charles Leclerc from Russell from Ricardo then Gasly and Verstappen who were fighting each other but um, Verstappen had to settle back and wait for his chance to get past the Frenchman until Lesmo won, then on the same lap, we saw Lando Norris get past Fernando Alonso, so trying to make up those positions that he lost at the start. And also Nick DeFries with a good start and just minding his own business, just sitting back and waiting to make his move. Into the Ascari chicane, then we saw Max Verstappen get past Pierre Gasly, so Verstappen trying to not waste as any time as possible so that he can close up to Leclerc quickly. 
So the following lap, then Max Verstappen breezed past Daniel Ricciardo to take third place. So Max Verstappen is already up into the podium places after starting seventh on the grid. Three laps later on lap five, we saw Max Verstappen pass George Russell with the help of DRS. Max Verstappen passed the Mercedes and took second place. The following lap then, we saw on lap six, Carlos Sainz passed the former Ferrari driver of Sebastian Vettel into the Parabolica. And then that same lap down the main straight, he got past the other Aston Martin of Lance Stroll into turn one. So Sainz picking off all these places after starting towards the back. He was also one of the many, many drivers trying to make their way through the field. So also on that same lap, when we saw... uh, Signs get past uh, Lance Stroll. We saw Sergio Perez get past his former teammate Esteban Ocon into turn one. Four laps later on lap 10, Carlos Sainz got past his fellow countryman Fernando Alonso and moved his Ferrari up into seventh place. And five laps later, we saw Sebastian Vettel have an engine problem and forced to retire at the exit of the second Lesmo. So Sebastian Vettel, it was very gutting for him having to retire at Monza, a track where he loves, that he loves so much, of course, and it means so much to him. Where, of course, where he got that first win of his glorious career back in that fairy tale day in 2008 where he drove a brilliant race in the wet to convert pole into victory. So um, that was just absolutely gutting for everyone watching, I'm sure, to see him, him have to, for, to force, being forced to retire. But, you know, I guess that's why he's retiring, because of this unreliability and, uncons- and um, no consistency with Aston Martin and just lack of performance. I guess he just doesn't want to deal with that for another year. But, yeah, it was really sad for him. And then we saw Carlos Sainz get past Pierre Gasly just as the VSC came out. Due to Vettel's retirement, the VSC was brought out. And Sainz, though, was luckily able to get that move done right before the VSC came out. And due to this VSC, Charles Leclerc came into the pits from the lead to put on the medium compound of tyre. And when he finished his pit stop and he was trundling down the pit lane, it went green again. So Leclerc, though, was still able to come back out into third place. So on lap 14, then we saw Carlos Sainz get past Daniel Ricciardo to continue picking off those cars to close up. Lap 26 then, Max Verstappen came into the pits and he put on the medium compound of tyres just like Leclerc. So Leclerc um, retained his lead after Max Verstappen came out. But Verstappen had fresher medium tyres and Leclerc, having made that sort of early pit stop, was trying to nurse his tyres at the same time as well as pull away from Max Verstappen. One lap later, we saw Lewis Hamilton finally get past Fernando Alonso after being stuck behind that Alpine for two to three laps. Hamilton was finally able to clear his former teammate. Lap 34, then Charles Leclerc pit to the soft compound of tires just before Max Verstappen was closing up on him. So Verstappen throughout that phase on the medium tires had a lot more pace than Charles Leclerc and he was continuing to close up towards Leclerc. So Ferrari just called in Leclerc to put on the softs. So hopefully Leclerc would have an advantage and he could close back up to Max Verstappen in the end. So two laps later, then uh, we saw Lando Norris uh, pit and then come out behind 
his teammate Daniel Ricardo and Pierre Gasly, and it was really close into turn one. Ricardo though was able to keep ahead of his teammate, but and Pierre Gasly went around the outside at turn one and got past Lando Norris. But then Lewis Hamilton came through out of nowhere, and similar to Silverstone this year, where he took two cars at once, he did the same at turn one and picked off Lando Norris and Pierre Gasly. In the following lap, on lap 37, Lewis Hamilton passed Daniel Ricciardo, so Hamilton eventually cleared that trio of cars. And on lap 38, Lando Norris passed his teammate Daniel Ricciardo for 7th place. And 9 laps later, we saw Daniel Ricciardo forced to retire from the Italian Grand Prix. So once again, the Monza curse strikes again. If you win the previous year, then this year you retire. Leclerc did it in 2019, had to retire in 2020. Gasly won in 2020 and retired in 2021. And Ricardo obviously won in 2021. And now this year he had to retire. And Daniel Ricardo's retirement meant that the full safety car came out. So not the VSC, but the full safety car came out. And this was towards the end of the Grand Prix too. So as the marshals were trying to clear his stricken McLaren out of the um track, they couldn't really get it into gear to move. It, or it was stuck in gear, so they couldn't turn it off and get it to move. So that took a lot more time than anticipated. And eventually the FIA just decided to end the race under safety car. And thus, this brought out a lot of controversy because once again we saw that races could actually finish under the safety car and that brought back Abu Dhabi flashbacks from last year when of course the race could have very easily ended under safety car or even been red flag but instead all of that happened and yeah, Toto Wolf was saying some comments about like at least they followed the rules this time but yeah, I'm sure Hamilton and Toto and in fact all of Mercedes weren't too happy about that but it is what it is. And yeah, also people were saying that they could have red flagged the session here in Italy and gotten at least two or three laps of racing at the end because obviously Charles Leclerc put on the soft compound of tires too. So um, it would look like it could have been a very exciting finish to the end to the race. But a good another reason for why they didn't bring out the red flag was because usually red flags are only for if they have to if there's like a big emergency vehicle out on the track or if they have to repair so the barriers or the track or anything. So and there was none of that happened. So um, I think it was a good call to end it under safety car. But obviously Ferrari fans, the Tifosi didn't like that at all. So. Max Verstappen obviously finished the race in P1 under the safety car and he won the Italian Grand Prix for the first time ever in his Formula 1 career and it was also his first podium in Monza ever and that made it five wins in a row for the reigning world champion as he took another comfortable win ahead of Charles Leclerc in P2 took his uh, second podium in Monza his first since 2019 ahead of George Russell who took his first podium in Monza as well, ahead of Carlos Sainz in fourth with a mega drive through the field, and same with Lewis Hamilton in fifth, ahead of Sergio Perez in sixth, who recover, who did well to recover after the early race issue where his pit stop saw his brake smoking, 
and he had to manage that. Then came Lando Norris in seventh, ahead of Pierre Gasly in eighth. And then Nick DeFries came home in P9 to take points on his debut and a very, very mature and controlled drive from Nick DeFries. And that was just a sensational result for him. It taking him just one race to score points, whereas Latifi has gone this whole season and not even scored a single point. So DeFries, DeFries obviously making his point clear to all the Formula 1 teams as to why he deserves to be on the grid. And then Joe Guan Yu came home to complete the last point paying position so thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast and be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2022 singapore grand prix thank you